Recording in progress. <laughs> well, yeah, now, and babe, looks like we're doing this now and straight into it. And we're I, I, doing I, it. We are doing it. <laughs> and I, and I, I've got to say, and you know, just just talking, you know, as we were about uh, uh, about backgrounds and stuff like that. You know, I've got to reiterate the colours you've got there are complimentary. They're great, and that big white aura in the background, it's it's heavenly. You look like an angel. <laughs> Oh, thank you, thank you. Well, I will take it. Yeah, <laughs> for yeah, sure. You don't need a virtual background. You've got the. Well, uh, eventually I'm going to get a better camera, and then I'll be able to do the the virtual background. But until then, it's just me and my. It's, office. it's working. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, yep, everybody. You know, uh, just you know, I'm, I'm Malcolm Evans, and uh, um, thanks for joining you know me on this um little exercise of uh this is called just a beer with a friend which my wife always tells me off but my family's been in beer for 250 years i kind of can't escape so um oh, wow. it could be just a beverage with a friend a coffee with a friend the the the, the whole point is um, of taking the time to reach out and just check in with a friend see what's going on with absolutely no agendas you know and uh, there are so many People, I believe, over this last couple of years have just been isolated. They they, they have been able to go to the office, and you know, for many, that's their social network. Right. And, uh, so hey, the the check in. So anyway, I, I'm here today. I'm having um, uh, uh, coffee rather than a uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, Here's my cup. Hold on. Gotta <laughs> get my cup. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, mine's a little bit bigger. <laughs> Actually. Oh, out of a soup bowl. Ah, this is a swimming pool. Um, and and um, I'm joined today with uh, by my my new friend Renee Hastings. And let me get the name of your your company exactly right. It the name of my company is called Executive Help Now. Okay, and let's get it in early. What's your website address? The website address is www executivehelpnow.org awesome and i'm a big believer in um reading the can and it's if it says on the label what's in the can um <laughs> it's a good indication <laughs> so you so you just said the executive help yes right tell tell yes. me a little bit about that why do executives need help and what kind of help well, that is a great question. So executives need help because they are tasked with monumental duties for their businesses. Their loads are so heavy. They are, have carried so much weight on trying to meet the demands of whether it's the board or their seniors that they report to. And it's a lot. It's a lot for them to manage. Um, whether it's scheduling, trying to meet with other busy people or trying to manage all the email communication flow or um, manage the social media to keep their branding and presence relevant uh, and um, appealing <clears throat> to draw audiences. Mm. A lot for one person. And if they're busy doing these things, then they can't work on the things that only they can do, like strategizing and putting together plans for the future and, um, you know, or whatever else it is that only they can do. So the executive help now is just that when you need us, we are here for you. Yeah. And 
Yep, and it's so well said. And you know, as a as a small business person, it is invaluable. Um, you know, time is 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 the finite thing we have. But as a small business oh. person, we we often think we, we should be doing everything. And I uh, we probably heard it and others have heard it and you know uh, that uh, when you're a small business person you can't afford to cut your own lawn mm -hmm. you've got to get somebody else <laughs> to do it because you need to be right. doing other things exactly so, well, exactly so um tell us a little bit about renee you know um where'd you grow up okay well i actually grew up on a farm in wisconsin in an amish community and that is quite, um, you don't find many like me. I'll put it like that. <laughs> and I say that because where we grew up, my, we were the only black family, mm -hmm. as you can probably imagine. We're in Wisconsin. My grandfather moved the family there from the South. He was a sharecropper. And so he just took the family, had nine children, um, that were working the land wherever they could do sharecropping. And they found that in Wisconsin, the land was very rich and fertile and was good for making money. And so he settled there with the family. And my aunts and uncles and my grandparents stayed there in that community, developing relationships and emphasizing to us as children and grandchildren the importance of our family name. And the reason why it was so important was because we were the only ones in that community and we would be the only experience with people like us that they would ever have. So we wanted to make sure <clears throat> that their experience with us was always a positive one, was always an honest one, and that we can be trusted with what we said because our word was our bond. And it was our bond because not only was that us and our moral value, but we wanted the relationships that we developed in the community to have a solid foundation. So it's that upbringing that I have developed my work ethic and my value system and the culture that I develop within my organization with my team members. Well, thank you for sharing that and a whole bunch of things just fell into place. Um, in 95, I came to America and never ever wanted to come here. My dad told me there's three things wrong with the Yanks and he remembers <laughs> them from the, the war in, in Britain and how he was staging to go into France. And he would say that uh, those three things are you know, the Americans, they're, uh, they're overpaid, they're oversexed, and they're over here. Okay. And that always stuck with me. Um, and in 95, I ended up working with an American company and they sent me to Wisconsin. Oh. I went to Milwaukee. Milwaukee, yes. <laughs> and um, and I, I was there for just under a month. It was in January. It was, it was oh. where I came from was, was 40 <laughs> degrees Celsius. And when I arrived in Milwaukee, it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't have the right clothes or anything. So I had to go, but, but I, 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 I experienced such a warm welcome. And mm -hmm. I would look on the TV on the weekends and see like outdoor Wisconsin. And I thought, wow, I, I, I kind of get it. anyway, fast forward a few years and, uh, 
moved my family and everybody over here. So, so thank you for doing what you did there because it worked. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank yeah. you. And it was. Uh... <laughs> so, um, so from Wisconsin, you you're now based in Atlanta, Georgia. You know. Yes. You know when did so... you come here and what brought you here? I moved to Atlanta in 1995 and I moved to Atlanta with a job transfer. So, so first let me back up a little bit and tell you a little bit about my, my history and my story. So when I was growing up um, and my mother left the farm, she raised us as a single parent. Mm -hmm but there was we were in a community in madison wisconsin that had a program called a summer youth employment program and during the summers the program would have jobs available for young people to work and develop job skills so that they would not be on the streets <laughs> in the middle of summer with nothing to do but then also developing skills that could take them further you know or, or you know help them in their schooling and any uh, expose them to different things that they could do with their lives, basically. And so I got involved in this summer youth employment program. And the first place they placed me was at the National Urban League, uh, or, uh, Urban League of, of Madison, Wisconsin, and I'd help them create a library out of nothing. I went into this room and it was full of books from floor to ceiling, just books yeah. all mixed together. And I, my job for the summer was to organize those books and put them in categories and place them where they needed to be so that they were organized and easily accessible, log them so everyone knew what was there. And I was 12. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was my job at 12. And as I got there and I learned of the books, I created the categories for the books and knew what would go where, that helped me develop organizational skills from 12. And I discovered that that translated really well into other areas. Mm -hmm. The next summer when I was a part of the program again, they placed me at Norrell Temporary Services. I'm not sure if anybody remembers Norrell Temporary Services, but I got to be the assistant to the owner of the agency. And I was my job was to hand out the job applications and to receive them back and enter the information into the computer, like on a typewriter. Yes. <laughs> And when I got the papers back from the people, it was such a joy for me to hand out these papers. I felt so grown up. I'm 13 now <laughs> and I'm handing out these papers and I'm taking them back. And my key, my, when I'm entering the information, my fingers are going clickety clack, clickety clack, clickety clack on the keyboard. And it dawned on me that every time I'm going clickety clack on the keyboard, I'm helping somebody get a job. Yeah. And if I help them get a job, then they can help their families, they can make money, and they can, you know, be contributors to society. I'm 13. <laughs> but yeah. the clack is like resonating with me and makes me want to keep on doing it. And I decided then and there, one day I'm going to own my own business. And one day I'm going to run an office is what I said. I'm going to run an office one day. And that's when I made the decision to be in the administrative field and mm -hmm. to 
you to hone those skills. And that's what I've done all these years. So <clears throat> that's pretty much how that, it all started. Wow. When, when you said you were there organizing the library, I thought, oh, like 16, 17. It's like, whoa. <laughs> I was 12. <laughs> so, that's pretty um, funny. When did you decide, and it's, it's not, you know, I think we can make the assumption that most people nowadays have been through corporate, had an mm -hmm. awful lot, you know, that uh, uh, they, they maybe don't want to go back, but they understand mm -hmm. an awful lot. When did you start your, you know, your, your business? When did you, you know, open your doors and say, you know, I'm going to start solving other people's problems? I started Executive Help Now in 2015. And it was at a time when my children had grown up and gone, left home. And it was me and four walls and my husband. And my husband also owns his own business. And so he was busy. And so I was like, what am I supposed to do with all this time on my hands? And so I just decided, well, I've got all this time. I've got all these skills and years of experience supporting senior level executives. Let me see if I can marry him together and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how it all got started. Okay. And the, you, 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 you've said that the, uh, at the beginning, the uh, introduction of the types of things, you know, people who are um, executives are busy, you know, and, and sometimes they, 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 they have to take themselves away from doing what their function is and that's steering the ship at an organization mm -hmm. to to get involved in some other tasks mm -hmm. so the you know um what do you find the um the biggest sort of like drain that executives are going through you mentioned the social media stuff you know, mm -hmm. you know arranging you know, running a calendar what do mm -hmm. you see as you know typical examples of real time drains for for somebody right I think email is probably the biggest time drain for most executives because they're busy working, you know, trying to focus on the big picture, but to get to the big picture, they've got to filter through a hundred emails a day. I think I did a, uh, some research and the average executive or the average person gets about 120 emails a day. That's a lot of emails to filter through to find that one nugget of thing that you need to yeah. finish your strategy report. Okay. <laughs> I mean, and so when we get a call from clients a lot, several times, there have been situations where they're like, I just can't manage all this email. I need somebody to help me figure this thing out. Only I only want to see what I need to know. And so we help them get there. We help them manage their email, their emails so that they don't get all of the, the noise and they can focus on the thing that matters to them. Yeah. Okay. Cause at the end of the day, they're hired to perform a specific function and you know, they, mm -hmm. them doing email is actually them cutting their own lawn. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then sometimes those emails consist of, meetings that they need to have with other senior level executives who are just as busy as they are. And so if they're busy trying to coordinate times, dates and times when they can get together and meet that, that work for both of them, and if they're fortunate, there's only two, what if there's like four or five or six people who need to all get together? The time that it takes to do that is time that they should not be spending 
on that. There's definitely people like us who love to do those things that really enjoy helping in that way and coordinating things. Mm -hmm. So that all they have to do is say, look, I need a meeting with Jim, John, Sarah, Martha at XYZ companies by such and such a day, make it 30 minutes, make it happen. <laughs> and then they, and then we make it happen. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, that's the, you know, the power of delegation, you know, it, it, and it isn't, you know, people often think that uh, executives delegates the stuff that they don't like to do. Well, mm -hmm. it's, it's the necessary stuff sometimes and giving it to somebody right. else, they're actually trusting them with it. They're saying, right, Absolutely. you know, like, go do this. This is critical to, to where we're going. I'm busy with something else. And mm -hmm. along the way, what are they doing? There's job creation going on there. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, so I, I love that. So, um, right. So again, how can people get hold of you? And, well, people uh, can get a hold of me by reaching out on email on my website there is a contact list at the bottom of the form or they can call me yeah. at area code 678-782-8820 uh, that's my direct number they can reach out to me at any time uh, by text or by phone call and i'll be happy to share with them and to have a chat with them and talk with them about any needs that they might have um, to see if it might be a, a good fit okay so the one thing that I would, uh, and thanks for sharing that. The one thing that I would say now is to plant the seed in someone's mind. If you are a busy executive <laughs> and you want to become more productive, what do you need to do? You need to reach out, talk to Renee. She knows it's got a huge network of people. She understands what you go through. She yes. may see some of the blind spots that are taking your time and um, could be most benefit to you. So, um, well, Renee, it's been, it's been great chatting and um, I'm gonna pop this out on my, uh, it'll be on my YouTube uh, channel, maybe put it on my, uh, my website, mycoachmalcolm.com. I'm the guy that's been around for so long. I, maybe I can see some of the blind spots as well because, hey, I've mm -hmm. lived through them. And as a small business person, I can absolutely identify with the things that uh, that Renee has said. So uh, yes. we're all, we're all in this. You know, we don't go it alone. It's, That's right. And my motto is: if it's difficult, we're doing it wrong. Let's learn how to do it right. And uh, yeah, right. going. Hey, thank you so right. much for taking the time and. Uh, We'll, uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll be speaking again very soon. All right. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. This has been an absolute joy. Pleasure. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. -bye. All right. Bye.